What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Joe said he wants to bang me out for an hour. I'm going to bang you out for 45 minutes. I think it's what he said. He said something very close to I want to bang, bang you out for an hour. Gang, gang. Giddy up, buddy. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Friday, and that's the thing is that we're going to... Uh, What's the white girl say? Fry-yay? <laughs> oh, God. And uh, we decided to, quote, bang out an hour. We're going to bang out an hour, and folks. Get it, get it so done I'll, and go downtown. Don't worry. I'll kiss you all on the neck. Yeah. So I'm a little tired, though. I had, I had plenty of coffee. I had another coffee. Oh, my latte art. Tell the people about my latte art. It's getting better. Thanks people a latte. No, yeah. your latte art is getting better. You gave you the latte you gave me uh, looked like a sugar maple leaf. And I was like, wow, it's starting to look like something. And then the one that you like the the very next one you made had like three little hearts in it. I was like, this Stacked is up. fucking awesome, man. Yeah. I'm going to start. I need to start changing my attire. Well, I need to do anyway, but I'll start looking like more of a barista. A barista. You need to get sleeve tattoos. <laughs> sleeve tattoos and file for unemployment, and you'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe fin- like half, get halfway through a screenplay and go, yeah, that's good enough. I'm going to work as a barista. <laughs> and then talk about your screenplay and to talk about every single customer yep. that comes through. Exactly. <laughs> that's fucked up. That I'm is not that. nice. I know there's baristas out there that they... If you work at a good coffee shop... Like in a bigger city, you can make fuckloads of money. Oh yeah, they're like like bartender level wages. Like you can you make seventy, eighty thousand. Think about a year. this. It's probably a bit, it's got well in a lot of cases it's a better gig because you're not <clears throat> at night a bunch of drunk ass people. Yeah, you're not dealing with a bunch of drunks. Spilled drinks and yes. vomit and just you know people like us. Like you <laughs> don't just, you don't have to deal with people. Deal like with us. wired people sometimes. Like these wired people. Yeah, people that are a little shaky. Well, yeah. also, but Holly has told me before that uh, Holly, you know, Lay, mm-hmm. she has said that um, dealing with because um, she's waitress at bars. Well, she did that years and years and years ago. And she said that the you still get pissy customers, mm-hmm. and they're sometimes worse than the drunks. Really? And I said, how's that? And she goes, because they haven't had their coffee yet. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't even think about that. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't need coffee. I mean, I'm addicted to caffeine, mm-hmm. but I also kick the habit, like, about every six weeks or so. Right. I'll go four or five days without coffee, and... And then it resets things so I can get all I can I can have one cup of coffee and be like jittery as opposed to drinking five cups of coffee and then going to sleep. Right. So uh, I know that I'm not that addicted, but so people I, that are kind of addicted are kind of a problem. People that well, they, they think that not having their coffee in the morning is an excuse to be an asshole. Right. And that's that's like, no, you're just an asshole. So what these people need, what they need to do is have a coffee shop. Like that one late night Chicago thing. Oh, the those um, black ladies are they run that thing after the bar. Like, Come post. on, motherfucker, order your motherfucking hot dog. And they're like, Oh my god! They, when they people send, go there, all these white guys. It's funny, all these white guys line up to get abused by the by the black lady. You know that they're into it too. Oh, yeah. They're like, Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> call, you when you you've been in line, order what you want. Call me a cracker again. That's right, bitch. Mm-hmm. And do it slower. <laughs> you know that they're just totally into it. I would love to go to that place. I would. If, well, if we go to Chicago, we are going to go to that place. We should go to Dick's Last Resort sometime. You oh, ever yeah. been there? I've heard. It's the same kind of thing, though, right? It's the same kind I, of It's the same kind of thing where they just all the staff abuses you. Well, right. they typically, it catches them off guard if you abuse them back. Mm-hmm. So I did that and and ended up getting free drinks. <laughs> I got free drinks, but my free drinks were, it was about every five minutes they brought me a cocktail, but it wasn't the cocktail I ordered. It was a different <laughs> cocktail. But, it, I, but I didn't have to pay for him, so I got right. super drunk for free because uh, it, the hostess was walking us to our 
Like me and it's like me and I don't remember who. This it is was. a it was, chain, isn't it? Isn't I think it? it's a chain. Yeah. I think there's several. So where were where was this? This one? is in Vegas. Okay. Yeah. And the the hostess was like, "All right, uh, how many people in your party?" Uh, and she pointed at me and she goes, "You still only count as one, not one and a half." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "And I was like, ah, you know, I'm sorry. Every time I uh, every time I fuck your mom, it was a dude. It's like every time I fuck your mom, I get a." Every time I fuck your mom, she makes me a sandwich, so I'm just getting fatter and fatter. And, and the guy's like, oh, it's going to be like that. Is it? Okay. But they want this probably. We got a future employee here, and he's all ding, ding, ding. Like, they're ringing bells and shit. Now I'm they like, know who oh, they're going to. Yes. So they just ramped it up, and the server, she came by and took our order, and she's like, I was told to give you special treatment because you're special. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And uh, she said something about, she's like, I'll give you two menus if you want, big guy. And I was like. Uh, that's real funny calling me big guy when you fucking thunder thighs came over here I could fucking smell the fire starting and she's like oh yeah and I shit you not that server we ended up seeing her at a bar in that casino later on and I fucking bought her drink I'm like hey man I I don't fucking fat shame people at all I think you're cute as hell and she's like no 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 you are too and that was one of the funniest things I've ever had anybody say to me because people try to come back at it at us but they just they don't have it and she's like I can tell You've been fat your whole life. I'm like, I've also been poor and the new kid. So like I have that defense mechanism right. is way faster than you could possibly imagine. And she told me, she's like, do you know you could just abuse people for a living and walk out, uh, out of there with like $500 in cash tips? I'm like, you made $500? She's like, yep, in six hours. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. get the fuck. I mean, part of it is because she's cute sure. and, and, and most guys are sleaze, but right. they just... They just make that kind of money. I, I want to go there and do that because she and I had this banter back and forth and the bartender was like, uh, do you like your drinks dipshit? And I was like, uh, they're a little watered down, but that's fine. I assume that's the spit. And he's just like, <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it was. Like at one point, like I, they gave me like a punch bowl Mai Tai and I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't fucking drink all this. And the guy, the server was like just out of character here. She's like there's only like one shot in that whole thing. Cause we can't serve you that, that like <laughs> we can't force you to drink this. Right. Still got all tuned up. Still had a great time. I think we talked about uh, this a little bit in a, in several years ago on this show, but there's also a, like a steak place in like the Boston area. That's like this. Oh really? That I didn't know about. My father told me about cause he had, they had a layover over there and the, a lot of the, the Delta or the crew members would go to this place because it was, it was similar to that. And um, I can't, we'll have to look and see if it's still there. But anyhow, they were there. My father was kind of a world travel, but there was this European couple from, I don't know, Germany, France, whatever. But they were there. They didn't know this. So they're there. <laughs> and everybody's young and everybody and this kind of stuff. And, and they're like, and my father's just looking over, just checking up. On, and they're like talking to each other, looking around. And, and my father finally went over to me and said, I, I know you're not from here at all. And you probably don't know what's going on. They, they were like, no. This is this is it. This is a it's entertainment this is, this is part of the show. Yeah, this is they're doing this on purpose. Oh, thank you so much because we were almost walked out. You know, we didn't know. We thought they were just rude, and they it's so hilarious. But it was funny because it was like my father was was uh, cutting his steak, and then one of the waitresses or somebody would come over with a very large bosom and come. That's not how you cut a steak. And she would reach around him and start doing this. And her, her boobs are slapping his back. And that's how you got to do it. Jesus Christ. We have to show you everything. Oh, my God. You want me to chew it for you? Also, like, it's, I, can, I, I want to go there. I don't really like the abuse, but I like watching that. And I like it's also hilarious. throwing it back at him, which is right. just kind of fun. Yep. It's good mental exercise. It's also good because you, if you know it's, that's the deal, too, it's, it's a little bit different possibly more fun than going to like a comedy place and 
and some drunk person's going to abuse the the comic, and you don't really know where that's going sometimes. Which you is know? it's so good. Oh, that yeah. reminds me, a comedian that we have met and shaken hands with is back in town. It, no, 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 oh. no. He uh, made national headlines uh, for fucking with. Uh, it was either Mar- it was Marco. I think it was Marco Rubio. The guy we saw Tweet, on, tweeted Ke- something. Uh, Kevin Havasu's. <laughs> yeah, it was like, if you guys have a problem with brown people, maybe you should think about how you named your town because it wasn't named after Kevin Havasu. <laughs> I fucking li- That was when those two boomers got up and left. They're like, I, yep. in fact, I'm not going to listen to this Senate Bill 1070. I'm going to go shoot my guns and fucking <laughs> not satisfy my wife. And and walked out. And he's like, thanks. Have a good so day. So he, he made news from he made abusing news, somebody. He, he, he tweeted, like, I, I think it was Marco Rubio. Oh, it was him. He's like, uh, you know, violence against uh, Asian Americans need to stop and blah, 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 blah. And then Steve Hofstadter just like like uh, replied and retweeted. Uh, yeah, I, I was we really should. Uh, we do need to stop that. And we should stop for calls for violence and we should stop maybe singling out Asia as a potential blah, 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 blah. Does that sound familiar to to you? And it, and like he was talking, he was referencing what Rubio said about uh, blaming China for Wuhan and mm-hmm. that, 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 like all that stuff, which we now know. Yes, it didn't come. It started in the Wuhan region, but it was outside of the that it was outside of that area. Mm-hmm. It wasn't from one of the wet markets, which are still bad. But oh, it was wasn't in a wet, wet market. And yeah, when those videos started coming, I'm going, oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's pretty. Yeah. I've been to. A Another type of be- wet market in Mexico before, but they keep their animals separate. They don't stack different species that don't on top of each on other. Top of, they don't. Yeah, they, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's so gross. And it, what happens is you have this one animal that exists in nature away from this other animal, and when you put them together in close quarters, they have diseases. They are carriers, just like our gut bacteria. We have bacteria, and mm-hmm. we have. There's more cells that are not human cells in our bodies at any given time, then there are, you know what I mean? There's more There's more non-human cells than human cells in our body because of our gut biome. We're, so we're kind of like qua- and, Quattro uh, the whole time. We're kind of like Quattro. Quaid, <laughs> open your mind. So there's more of those in us than there are us, cell number-wise. Sure. Yeah, let's go with that, <laughs> you okay. fucking weirdo. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> I love the amount of total recall references on this show is a little bit too fucking high sometimes. It is. It is. But I'm okay with it. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> I love all of them. Anyway, um, but it was a, this was a reference. It was a reference to him saying this shit, and mm. and 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 for like six months last year, all he did was talk shit about. Asia, Asian markets, da, 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 and and fucking offsetters called him out on it. I was like, I fucking love that guy, yep. and I love that he played at Jeremy's Juke Joint, and I love that we got to see him live. Yep. And even funnier than that is when I said, uh, "You, uh, hey, hey, let's go to a comedy show." Steve Hofstetter, da, 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 and he's really funny. I've seen some of his material. Let's go see it. Like, okay, cool, let's do it. Within hours, you sent me, "Hey, check out this. This is second, a funny, this smart guy, ass comedian check guy. Check out this funny, smart ass comedian guy." Da, da, da. I'm like, "Yeah, I know. That's the guy we're gonna see and next I went, week." I freaked the fuck out. Yeah, you're like, "Oh shit, that guy." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, he fucking says his name, Steve Hofstetter. <laughs> says that right in the fucking title." And it was like, not even a day, not even 24 hours yes. left. You hadn't even gone to sleep. No. Cracks me up. Yes. Too much shit going on in your brain. It was fun, though. It was I had fun. had a good time down there. And Mr. Uh, Foss uh, texted me today. He, he warned me of another of a couple cool watches that are coming out. 
Uh, oh yeah, and I happened to have wearing the watch he gave me, and I took a picture of it in Sligman today. Oh so nice, taking just now. He goes, oh that's cool, and he showed me what his. He, there's another new watch he wants to buy. But he's telling me there there's some company, or the, the same company, is making a line of them that have real old World War II aircraft parts. Oh, that um, is really I'm, cool. I'm gonna check that out. So, oh, yeah. that's an expensive thing. It's yeah, an ex- it's a, it's, it's kind of like when people collect guns. A lot of it because, like I said, the price of some of it is is not so terribly expensive. Where they're kind of easy to collect. You can buy a gun for a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, and so if you're into that, you can start. You, pretty soon, you can amass yeah. a lot of guns. There's cool shit. Same that with ha- watches. Like, some watches are terribly. No one can afford them, but some are not that expensive and kind of cool. Like I would so, pay good money if I had if, if I were into like collecting guns. I don't want something that's uh, like big firepower or something super rare. I would want something that like killed a Nazi. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like sure. I would want something like that or like like what happened to the gun that killed the 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 what's his, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald? Like what ha- what happened to his rifle? Where is that? I'm sure it's in the Who National Archives or something. It's got to be somewhere like in an evidence locker. I feel like that something. thing should go in a museum. It belongs it, in a museum. It maybe it is a museum. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. Let's look My, that up. We should look that up. Kevin? Oh. Oh. So you, you gave Kevin a day off. Joe's gonna look that up. I did give everybody a day off. And but speaking of which, while you're on that, I'm gonna just check real quick. The person I took flying today is texting me for some reason. I got a text from Trace Turner. Oh, okay. Who is the other person? I don't know. Anyway, I love that Trace, my mom, Sharon Stockbridge, and Mike Hinman are the people on Earth that call me Jobo. He goes Jobo. So far, we haven't like. Fuck out of here. What does he? What does he want? Oh, you don't have to tell me. He, no, no, no I, I'm not gonna. I mean, it's okay. It, 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 we're supposed to meet up for dinner or something like that. If her, his girlfriend's brother, whatever, blah blah blah. He's like, I haven't heard from her brother. He goes, Jobo, I haven't heard from Kendra's brother. Blah blah blah. Got it. I'm just gonna take a picture uh, without just and send it to him. I'd be like, BRB. It'd be cool if there was a maybe the, we can do this because there is a front facing and a rear facing camera on our phones. Yes. If you, if you could hold it up and just click one button and have it you do both? take a picture at the same time. So I actually looked into that a long time ago, and that that was probably f- three or four years ago I looked into this because it would be handy. Like right now. Like for us, we could vid- we could do the whole thing because the rear-facing camera on the, my phone is now 1080p. Mm-hmm. The front-facing or rear, rear, whatever. Yeah. This one. That one. This one. I don't know. Selfie camera. Yeah. Whatever it is. I don't know what the front and what the back is on a phone. Yeah. What, which is the front? I don't know. I don't know. Rear facing front. I don't know. Any, I think front is the normal, like you're taking a picture at something. That would be the front. I think that would be yeah, the front. Yeah, but this is the back of the phone. I know. It's confusing. This is the, uh, anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. I, the reason why they don't do that is it, it, you would diminish quality of both because of the processing power. I see. That's what it is. That because your processing yeah, power. Processing we can't do get the processing power. Thanks, Silicon Valley. Wow, way to aim high, guys. <laughs> just outstanding work. <laughs> but that would be cool to have the thing right here, and we can just be blabbing. You sound like the, you sound like the guy that Louis C.K. is talking about when he was on Conan years ago. Oh, like flying. Me a, fucking cell phone service sucks. Me, or me. the Wi-Fi is out on the airplane. That's what he's making that's, a yeah, he starts, flight. Wi-Fi is out on the airplane. And he's like, you're in a metal tube in the fucking sky, going at yeah 500 miles an hour, and across the entire across country. Across the entire country that 100 years ago people would kill. <laughs> 100, 100 in years a covered ago, covered wagon. It, it, <laughs> 
<laughs> it used to take weeks. People died. People lost children on the Oregon Trail. You're flying over the Oregon Trail bitching about your Wi-Fi. <laughs> but the one thing I was thinking of was him bitching, him talking about people that bitch about cell phones. He was like, it has to go to fucking space. Give it a goddamn second. I'm like, oh, why does your cell phone service suck? Well, it took like three seconds longer to connect. Who gives a shit? Aren't you glad you don't have like a 40-foot-long telephone cord at your house? Yes. Right. right. Shut the fuck up. It's me. It's funny though. No matter what you have, uh, whatever whatever level that is, you always want more. I don't know if everybody, not everybody's like this. I know, but I mean, it's you always want the what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Always. I I agree a hundred percent. I I do. It's uh, and we're all kind of a little bit guilty of it. It's hard not to be in that mode when you live in in the West, and I mean the Western United States. Like if you're a Western country like the U.S. The Western country. Western Europe. Western Europe? Eastern Europe? Not so much. No, not so much Eastern Europe. Bratislava. Yeah. They're catching up, though. Bratislava? Oh, I don't know about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. It's like we still have this uh, this mentality that like that Eastern Europe is still some fucking weird wasteland. It's not. And it's it's absolutely beautiful, not. Like, beautiful big cities, too. Can we talk about the fact that the Czech Republic is killing us at electric aircraft? Yes, and aircraft and aircraft design. They are. They, they really are. are. Uh, and uh, Poland as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Poland's a big one. Yep. It's like really. And then Hungary. But one of the reasons is, and this is an excuse, but it's kind of true, is that the regulations are not as fucking strong here, and we have liability, and all this terrible insurance. It's, and it's tort like, tort law. That's yes. what I was told. Is like the the fact that you can sue anybody for anything all the time, and then insurance being expensive, it's prohibitive because of that. It's yeah. kind of like how. Um, uh, and I know people get they they people try to really get on my ass about about socialized medicine, but I'm like it's really not that further of stuff. We just have to expand and improve Medicare and Medicaid. It's mm-hmm. the same fucking thing. Right. We just have to make it work. It's all about gumption. So Canada, uh, people don't stick around in shit jobs because for health insurance they uh, and and this is not just Canada, but I'm using Canada as an example because I've spoken to some Canadians about like man, you guys have got some like everybody like under the age of like 35 in Canada is starting up some sort of business yep. and they get support from the government to do it just to help them out. But they're like, cause it, instead because of, you don't have to worry like, about your health insurance, you don't have to worry about your health insurance. So you're not going to stay in a shit job. That's the reason why I've stayed working at the hospital and I fucking hate it is for health insurance on Porsche. Now that I don't have to deal with that, I'm looking at other venues. The fact that I, that I stagnated my brain for all those years because of that, that's fucked up. This is the, I've said this before numerous times, but people, people get married, people get divorced, people don't get married, people don't get divorced, people don't move, people moved, all these things because of health insurance. Because of health insurance. That's what's controlling their lives. If you don't have to worry about that, imagine what you could do. Yep. And those are the people, the people that take the risk and they're like, look, I don't, I, I, if I fall down and break my leg, I'm, it's going to cost a bunch of money and I don't have it and I'll eventually figure it out, but I'm going to do this. And then they put their head down and do it. I just haven't had the balls to do that yet. So mm-hmm. like anyway, so that having that not it, it, kind of a safety net, but it's also, it's not just a safety net. It's a, it's like uh it's, I don't know. It's kind of like thinking about the future. It's like being more forward thinking Mm-hmm. as far as a as a society and as a government is so like i like that idea i think that's the there's there should be more of that out there yes uh and uh, but anyway um i yeah. got a, i got a call speaking of uh moving or not moving or whatever this is not tied in at all but it doesn't matter terrible segue got a call today from <laughs> from a guy i can't remember his name now guillermo or something down in uh i don't know it's a it's a central american country it begins with g guatemala 
Guatemala, thank you. Guatemala. Uh, Guatemala. 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 Okay, got it. Guatemala. And uh, this is the sa- this happened a while back. Remember there was a Cirrus down there that had a mid-air collision with a big bird? Yeah. And they wanted me to go in there and fix this thing. And I, and yeah. I went, oh, maybe. And then I started looking up in the State Department. The, the State Department. All this red bull letters, don't go down don't there. Don't go to Guatemala. Especially if you look like this guy. There's a picture of me. He said, I might not blend in. Yeah, it was like, if you might not, you you, you won't blend in. You'll, you'll, you'll be like Marissa Tomei in the South and my cousin Vinny. Oh, you, oh yeah, because you blend. <laughs> exactly. So I went, I'm not going to, I didn't tell him that was a reason, but I said, you just need to get some other, you know, call a service center and i think that's what they they did that they told me they were doing all that and i said that's great the same guy called back again well they decided instead of doing that because i guess no one else wanted to go down there and do it either <laughs> they bought a brand new wing from the factory complete with landing gear it was everything everything's assembled on it all that it's now they it finally arrived and they want me to come down there and install this wing on the fuselage now and i went uh you know send me an email i'll look it over and I'll, okay and i said i gotta go i'm about to hop in my airplane okay man have a nice flight okay man i <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Do I sound like a racist? A little it? bit. A little bit. Because he's a... It's okay. No problem, man. I put it like you... As you first off, he, you, you made him sound Cuban, which is not cool. Right. Uh, but I would like, love to go to Cuba. I would love to go to Cuba, too. It's pretty easy. Uh, I heard you can go there by boat from Florida. <laughs> You can just take their boat that they let... Yeah, just like, turn hey, right back can around. I... Do you mind if I take this? No, it's Thanks. yours. Thank you. Yours, oh, it's okay. <laughs> We're done with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the 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 the, the Hispano Caribbean uh, yeah, protection yeah. society is going to come after us. Yes, that's fine. Whatever. I'll make them some Cubanos, and they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, okay." You know, I wouldn't actually mind going down there if it was okay to go down there. It is kind of okay to go down there. Like you can, they have you can get a tourist visa to go there. It's it's. It, it, I don't mean Cuba. Oh, no, I'm talking oh, back, about, back to Gu- Guatemala. Guatemala now. I would like to go to Guatemala. I've actually. It's next door to Belize. That's not too bad. Yeah. No. It, well, and Belize uses the American dollar. It's still yeah. kind of a shithole country. No, maybe maybe uh, I could say, hey, truck that thing over to Belize, and then I'll, I'll go do it. I, honestly, I, that's, I feel like that's a viable option. Or Mexico. Yeah. It's just, much easier. You're right. Yeah. Also, the, the, I mean, the, like, Guatemala is right up there against Mexico. I've, I've been to Guatemala before, technically. Okay. My dad and I drove into it. Yeah. Illegally. Literally through a barbed wire fence. You know that barbed wire fence where you like in the back country. Probably seen it around here, where you have the barbed wire like the post, like the has a the the gate is made out of barbed wire, and you just kind of yes. get out and unhook the barbed wire, move yes. the back, drive through, and then put it behind you. Right. That's how we cross the border into Guatemala. Okay. That's how protected the border is. Did you run into any uh, gorillas? Gorillas. Gorillas Gor- or gorillas? <laughs> I I ran into neither. Okay. Gorillas, gorillas. No, huge I, I, difference. Huge difference. I, I didn't run into either one of those. We, okay. we, we drove like maybe five miles into Guatemala, stopped, ate lunch, as the only white people for probably a hundred miles, and and they're like, like the one guy. Luckily, my dad spoke pretty good Spanish. Mine was rusty because I was young. I was probably seventeen or eighteen, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, we just sat and had lunch and had a couple beers and. Like the the lady, the, one of the ladies there thought it was cool as shit that we were there, so she gave us some tamales to go. She's like, "Here for the trip," you know. And we drove back to. Mexico. So this kind of reminds you a little bit of the because uh, I how it has this fantasy about having lunch outside somewhere down there, which probably would kind of suck though because of probably flying bugs and things. But like in uh, Jurassic Park, when they're sitting outside there, when the, he's bringing him the uh, the way they're going to smuggle the little dinosaur embryos out of the. And they're, yeah, having, the they're having they're having uh, lunch out there. Yeah, outside. That's Dotson. Kind of, Dotson. Dotson. See, nobody cares. Yeah, no one cares. Uh, <laughs> Dennis. We've Ned. got Dotson. 
Dennis Nedry is the character's name that says that. The <laughs> Newman. That's a funny scene. But anyway, is that what it was like when you were having lunch at... Uh, it kind of... Kind okay. of, but it was in the middle of the jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, With a lot of flying insects, I imagine. Oh, yeah, it was fucking terrible down there. Yeah, yeah. but, I, but like, I don't know. Like, I was smart enough to bring skin so soft with me, like the Avon sure. stuff. Yeah, that works. Fucking, it works, works on mosquitoes. Yeah. That's why Boy Scout troops that know that use that shit, they, they're like, our scout troop was the best-smelling scout troop at camp. No wonder your skin's so soft. Yeah, that's why my skin is so soft. <laughs> you know, you think that the, the fucking I would have gotten molested, but I didn't. I still, because your I, skin was so soft? Because my skin was soft. I always smelled like skin so soft. And now you're disappointed. And I'm disappointed that I'm not part of that damn lawsuit. <laughs> did I, t- I told you I did that stand-up bit, right? Oh, well, yes. In Honolulu. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I, I need to do that again. That was that was so much fun. And I, afterward, I was like, yeah, I get why comedians do it. I get it. And now. they laugh when like, you're up there and they la- go, wow, they're laughing at the thing I created. Yeah, you yeah, created this joke I, and everybody's laughing. I created laughing. this joke from my own brain. Yep. And just observing the world around me and made a room of probably 75 people laugh. And then just handing over money if they really make money at. Yeah. And think about that compared to like, like if I want to make a lot of money here, it takes a lot of fucking inventory, equipment, buildings yeah. and stuff. And, and knowledge and stuff like that. All and that. But if you just say like really good mind and you're willing to and I just put yourself out there. Crack jokes about pedophilia. <laughs> How's there's about I, time. I don't remember. It's <laughs> about time you, you somebody somebody made fun of it. God, I, I can't remember who the, the comedian is. Man, it was years and years ago. He goes, how sad is your all's life that you paid money for me to make you laugh? God, that must suck to be you guys. <laughs> anyway, so and then just goes right back into whatever bit he was doing. And I'm just like, damn, that's rough. Yeah. But they, uh, people are like, that's funny. Uh, my life does suck. I hate my wife and my kids suck too. Like, yeah. It's a huge relief. You go there, it's okay to laugh at inappropriate things it just, out it, loud it, exactly and i and there is something to be said for um the jester mm-hmm. being an integral part of the court mm-hmm. like that's a i i can't remember god is that a canterbury tales it's funny how that i pulled that the, the jester is, vi- is the jester is vital to the court because uh and there's a there's a quote that goes along with it but it's an old it's it's referring to the court jester and them being the, the, they're the only ones that are allowed to make fun of the royal family Mm-hmm. Like back in the, you know, 500, right. 600 years ago. They're that given this the, license to do that. Exactly. You know? And the the comedians these days, to me, are the chroniclers. Like they're the Scriveners. They're the ones that mm-hmm. are, they're putting things into context. That's why Dave Chappelle deserves every bit of that uh, Kennedy Center award. You know, and, that. and the court jester. Yeah. And the court jester. And uh, think about like uh, Shakespeare. During these plays, there were, you know, during the, the comedies and stuff, it was almost like stand up. In, in a way, yeah. that probably could be construed into the first sort of stand-up. But when when did people actually, you know, just be the comedian? I'm just going to stand here and I'm going to talk about things and you can laugh. I'm like, I wonder when that, when and how did that really happen? How long ago was that? I don't know. You know, it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. I've never thought about that. But it, it did, before that maybe would have been, like when was, um, uh, oh, shit. Tom Sawyer with uh, Monday Clements. Warrior. Samuel no. Clemens. No, not Rush, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that goes before that. We had comedians before when that, that song came out, Paul. Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, you know, uh, Sam, Samuel, Samuel Clemens. Samuel Langhorn, was, uh, Mark, Mark Twain. Mark Twain. So he went out and he toured around. It was mostly political commentary, Eight, but it was funny. Post, post-bellum. So like, yeah. it was it definitely 18... Because he died in like 1910 or something like that. Right. As an old, old, old man. So this is before vaudeville. 
Right. And uh, actually, it would have been around the time because vaudeville got its start in like the late late eighteen hundreds. Okay. Eighteen eighties. So somewhere around there was probably the beginnings of stand up kind of stand up comedy. Yeah. I would love to know the first person that said, "I'm just going to go out there and make people. I'm just going to do the not not with uh you know flipping things and like a funny clown. Right. You're not going to spin plates and shit like that. (laughs) Something like that. You're like, but but I want to know the first person who was like, you know what? You'd be a lot funnier if you stood up. And they're like, oh, a stand up comedy. That's That's a crazy concept. I wonder if that's that's. There needs to be a drunk history on stand up comedy. Yeah. Hey, I would love to know that. Let's take a break. Okay. All right. uh, We'll be back. out that the steakhouse that Paul's dad went to was most likely Dick's last resort. Yeah. I feel bad. I thought it was more unique. Well, like a, a, yeah, something more locally new, owned. Yeah, local some like local artisan. No, it was Dick's yeah. last resort. And maybe we need to open up some sort of business that is not the service model and just have abusive staff. Right. Like 
What if you what if you had air aircraft like repair customers your customers come in? Oh god. And you're just like, "Hey, fuckface. What, what you crash your airplane again? Dummy, what are you fucking blind? What do you have Stevie Wonder as a private pilot? Right. Like just just roast them constantly." Flare is not just a ballpoint pen. That was always a good one. Like you could have, you flared that that's a What? That's what you, um, it's in aviation. Oh, help, you, help help when you you're landing and you then you when you're getting real close to the touching the ground and you throttle back and you pull a stick back to to slow down that's called a flare oh that's what that's called is flare okay right well flare is also like bic they, they make ballpoint pins oh so if you make like a firm landing or a you know like a boom and then if you know an, a, a guy would go to his buddy going man flare is not just a ballpoint pin buddy that to learn how to flare that is funny you yeah, yeah you, you i hope you i hope you decide to abuse some of your clients in the future i the, think that's a great the, idea the joke is is that navy pilots really don't know how to flare because they don't have to they don't have they, to they don't, right? you, you you can't do you mean you're uh, coming down you got to kind of go boom and naval aviators naval aviators is not, they're not pilots yeah i mean they have pilots but that's the guy that drives the ship right welcome back to uh cartoon casual. yes welcome back to cartoon casual where we talk about absolute nonsense but are hilarious about it yes. and we're this the podcast so self-important that we created a podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's how important we are what are you looking at now I, there's a tampax commercial on. i TV. haven't seen a tampon commercial in forever yeah it's, i don't know it, it's, just it's weird. weird it's almost like they saturated the market <laughs> oh <laughs> oh that's a oh, oh that is a fucking <laughs> uh it's oh god no i was just thinking that uh like, do you know that tampons were developed? It's funny because I, I used to send. Uh, it was for like wound a, care, or they use it for? It wound was developed care. from wound care in yeah. in World War One, I, I think. Mm-hmm. So then, it went away from that, and ladies use it. And then the uh, like the first like like not first this like Iraq War like mm-hmm. the, the the one we're still kind of in. Mm-hmm. They uh um you know the one that started twenty years ago that we're still kind of in. What's called a relationship? Remember the when Iraq mission? Remember mission accomplished? <laughs> remember the big yeah. banner on the? <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Bush. Yeah. Anyway, no um uh what should we call it? Sorry, I got distracted by Kamala Harris's piercing eyes. Yes. she's up there. I think it's the TV, though. I think the TV is getting so bad, it looks like it's almost a horror movie. For I know. I'm like, how come this president's orange now, too? What the <laughs> fuck? Oh, wait. No, it's your old-ass TV. <laughs> it, that TV is probably irradiating us right now. Well, like, we, I, we, I'm we, sterile. When I get rid of this, I'm going to have a, make, take, take plenty of photographs of it going into the dumpster. And I'm going to post that. I feel like you don't put it in the dumpster. You should definitely drop it off to the uh, electronics waste thing oh. that they do a couple times a year at the fairgrounds. Okay. Yeah, do that. Just set it off to the side. Do they accept that kind of stuff now too? Uh, here, I mean, like now. I mean, I know they, no, they quit recycling. No, there's a special one that they do. There's a special one that they do every year for electronic waste. Uh, okay. Anyway, what the fuck were we talking about before I got distracted? Uh, I don't remember. Oh shit. Oh no, I hate it when that happens. That's why we need a Jamie or a Kevin. Right. Uh. Anyway. Uh. Well. Whatever. I guess that's lost. Oh uh-huh. no, the Tampax thing. Oh so, yeah. I, I had friends that were serving, right? You know, some of them in forward areas, some of them not. So I would send care packages to their unit and whatnot. And whatnot. Sometimes it was booze, which is 100% illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have been prosecuted because, like, I could just be like, oh, I'm just a dumb civilian. I didn't, I didn't know. know that that's a dry country. Uh, but it was supposed to be uh, it's based on the honor system. You, know, you said then. dry, I thought, because it was the desert. I thought it's that's the what desert, you meant. So I gave everybody lots of fucking jurgens. <laughs> anyway, no, I'd send, and I always sent a box of tampons in there because I'd heard that they use them. So, like, it was always much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just weird how it went full bore, like a full circle. Like, it started off 
Oh yeah, like yeah nineteen eighteen yeah. as a you know for like to plug up bullet holes. So what happened with this whole toxic shock syndrome thing? People die from it no, all the I know, time. But, but now, but 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 it still happens. It still happens. That's so, but it seemed like it was a really a thing, like the peanut allergies, and then it. <laughs> And then <laughs> on airplanes, it was it was it was super popular, right? And then well, it's, now it's not so popular. I, I'm not making it's not fun so of popular because all those kids died, <laughs> right? They, they, they got rid of all the they weed they weeded out the weak. Oh, <laughs> holy Christ! No, it's funny because that Louis C.K. had that bit that was so funny and was so on point. It was um, uh, what did it, how did it go? Want to watch me jerk off? No, not that bit. Yeah, that's still funny. No, the um. Uh oh, the of course, but maybe how he has two sides of his brain. He's yes. like, I got the of course side that is logical and and not at all cynical. And I have like the but, but maybe side is like I kind of don't give a shit. And he's like, of course, of course, we support the troops, of course. But maybe if you go to another country and shoot someone and they shoot you back and you die, it's a little bit your fault, right? People are like, boo, fuck you, support the troops. He's like, first off, I support the troops. And second off, I do a USO tour for three months every year and have done yeah, so for 15 years. Yeah. And that joke kills those guys fucking know because they know that they're there. They know that they're there. They know that they shoot at somebody and somebody shoots at them. It's kind of their fault a little bit. Right. They understand that. But you guys don't. Go serve in a forward area. Moving on. But he does the peanut allergy thing. He's like, of course, we should protect the kids, protect the children. They're our future, all that. You know, they have a peanut allergy. Make sure they don't make sure uh, they don't die. You know, we should protect the kids. But maybe if we just kind of stop worrying about peanut allergies and just give everybody peanuts a couple generations genetically, we won't have peanut allergies. But anymore. they but they like, outlawed damn, or fucking... they banned peanuts from airplanes forever. And then they stopped yeah, banning them. And then they stopped banning them because, well, I think I went, it's oh, kind of look peanuts show are back on the airplane. Now. I'm excited. Like, I think it's kind of like the like peanut allergies are kind of fucking rare. Right. As a person who's kind of an expert on allergies, I'm not an allergist, but I fucking could damn well be one. Right. The like the, all the people, I, my my uh, sinuses have been swabbed so many fucking times that the COVID swab thing is nothing because it's not nearly as deep as an actual fucking nasal swab. So these people complaining about this shit, I'm like, I fucking was doing that when I was a little kid, man. Right. Uh, like like almost every week. So if you have a peanut, so allergy, peanut allergies, allergies are rare. So here's what I think it was. I think okay. it was like the. Um, it was like it was kind of a fad. It was the helicopter mom Karen style folks. Some really loud few people. Yes, that were well. It was it, what and it caught on. You mm-hmm. know, I was like oh my, and they were trying to make their boring fucking kids special. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. It's kind of like the anti vaxxer thing has really died down now that that guy that uh, An- uh, was it Andrew Wakefield. I think that's his name. Uh, the doctor who had his fucking medical license stripped mm-hmm. out of him, he went to prison for like 12 years because he falsified data saying that vaccines were causing autism. Sounds like the lead uh, singer and guitarist of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Ride the Lightning. Uh, what's the... Uh, God damn it. Hatfield. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said... What's his name you said? The guy? And Andrew Wakefield. And thinking, you're trying to say... Uh, thank you. Help me. James Hetfield. Yeah. <laughs> You said Hatfield. I know he's not a Hatfield and McCoy. McCoy. I, I, I always go back to that. I'm from the South. We got in the yeah, mountain, but the, the, northern mountains. They weren't from the South. I don't know from okay, West, they, West they're Virginia. From, they're from or something. Fuck, yes, they're from West Virginia and Eastern Kentucky. I'm just I'm bringing it all together. I'm, I, I'm, I, that's not the South. I'm bringing okay? the whole country. Don't lump don't, 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 those states have enough problems. I'm a uniter. I'm a uniter, not a divider, Joe. Yeah. Okay. 
Are, are you are you pro Sherman? Is that what is that? Is you're pro Sherman guy from Georgia? You're the one guy who's pro Sherman from Georgia. Hang that guy. That's me. They're trying to hang. Wait, Sherman. Sherman's the guy that did the the fucking just he burned Atlanta. Well, he burned and then just went all the, going, there, all, all the way. Didn't he go all the way to the coast? Yeah, all the way to Savannah. Uh-huh. Okay, it was Sherman. Okay, yes. You're the pro Sherman guy from Georgia. The that, Sherman tank, I'm sure, is named after. that Yeah, guy. no, because it fucking does That's what Sherman does. It just yeah. fucking rolls Keeps over everything going and burn everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, any, anyway, so they anyway, the peanut allergies. I think that that's what it was, and so people are like, "Well, my kid has a peanut allergy." Well, you can't tell Karen, "Hey, Karen, let me see some documentation. They have a peanut allergy. That's an invasion of my privacy. You don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. That's because your kid's not really fucking allergic." It's right. like people I have a friend, and he listens to this podcast, but I'm not going to call him out. He says he's allergic to onions, but I know there's no such thing. He, uh, he just doesn't like it, him. He, he hates. He hates. He hates his, his eyes. Water. No, him. none of that happens. He just hates onions. Oh. and so like he, so I finally called him on it after like I don't know eighteen, twenty years of hearing him. I'm fucking allergic onions. Allergic onions. Don't cook with the onions. Don't do this. Da 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 da. Oh, because he doesn't want you to cook with onions. Yeah. So he says I'm allergic to them. Yeah. That's well, that that's what he he told me is like I'm, I know I'm not allergic to onions. I'm like, dude, you're not allergic to alliums. You know how I know you're not allergic to onions because you're not allergic to anything else in the fucking onion family. <laughs> like garlic and shallots and lilies, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What?" I'm like, "You have you eat those things, and you have lilies in your fucking side yard." And anyway, so I'm giving him shit. Mm-hmm. He goes, "I'm not allergic, but if I tell somebody at a restaurant that I'm allergic to onions, oh, God. they won't keep, they won't put onions anywhere near. They won't fuck it up. They won't fuck up my meal." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I get that logic, but fuck you for never right. having worked in a restaurant." But anyway, I always give him tons of shit about it. So I think what it was. Is the is Karen making it up to try and be important, making making her kid mm-hmm. important and giving her a reason to be self important? Okay, so here's my question: If you do have a child that is really allergic to peanuts, where it's a, where it's a serious problem, can you solve that with an EpiPen? Yes. Fine, then carry a goddamn EpiPen if it's a fucking problem. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Now I can thank God because I have my peanuts back on my airplane ride yes. where they cram you in for four and a half hours back to Atlanta. But you know what's really the best with a little peanuts? Wow, it's really coming out today. is <laughs> a Coke. Coke and peanuts. It's a perfect combination. And we talked about this before. Some people you would, don't would snort put, the peanuts, do you? No, would put peanuts. Do you chew the, co- chew the Coke and snort the peanuts? <laughs> That's not what I mean when I say Coke and peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if you someone uh, bring a bunch like a kilo of coke and peanuts? I thought you, I heard you like coke, a, and coke and peanuts. Oh my god, that's exactly right. Thank the, you very say, much. Let me get some coke and peanuts, and then there's just like excuse me, a big some, fucking rock of just a brick of Colombian <laughs> bam bam, <laughs> a brick of Colombian bam bam, and let a dildo and like no 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 peanut not, not peanuts not coke and penis. coke and peanuts like oh I I misunderstood sorry. <laughs> Give me enough Coke, though. I might give you a few. Yeah, fucking give me enough Coke. But seriously, there's nothing like some really good dry-roasted peanuts <laughs> with, a, with a freshly cracked-open Coca-Cola. Tell I got to try this sometime. And then, but some people, we talked about this before, you put the, they put the peanuts in the Coke. I have heard about that. Right. That's kind of interesting, too. To Mil- have you ever had uh, Coke with milk? Coke in milk? Coca-Cola in milk? I don't think so. That's a thing. So is it probably in the same family of a root beer float, yes. kind of? Yes, but it's not fucking god-awful like a root beer float. Whoa. I know, I know, I know. I've met one I, other person in my entire life that doesn't like root beer floats. That, yeah, you're the first person I know that I like fucking hate floats. them. I think it's gross. Oh, I think you great. people are fucking nasty. a root beer, baby. Yeah, gross. <laughs> uh, excuse me, BK Root Beer Stand Root Beer from Troy, Ohio. Shout out to my Troy, Ohio peeps, because it doesn't even have to be, you don't even have to be from Troy. Mm-hmm. You could be within 30 miles of there. It's kind of like I've talked about Young's Dairy. 
Young's Dairy is a big dairy farm. And yes, you know, I've been there. Uh, you have in Ohio. Oh, that's right. Yeah, outside Yellow Springs. They had a right? yeah. glider contest there, and everybody said, "Now what do we do for the next eight hours?" Well, you have to go, have to, go to this fucking go dairy. Up, yeah, it's go nothing, up to young, it's young not pasteurized, and it's like that's cream. not even a mile from Dave Chappelle's house. Like it's okay. right around the corner. Wow. So yeah, Young's Dairy is kind of kind of a draw. People in that area know what Young's Dairy is. BK Root Beer Stand is like that because they have the absolute best fucking Coney dog I've ever had. They call it a Spanish dog. Mm-hmm. I have the recipe for the Spanish dog sauce, but it, they have that, and they make their own root beer. This is how seriously they take the root beer. They moved down the road probably um, maybe two miles down the road, mm-hmm. okay? And they moved actually outside of the city limits. And they made the root beer. In, it's a drive-up, you know, like a Sonic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They made, make the root beer in-house, so it's real fresh and delicious. When they moved outside the city limits, they were no longer on city water. They were on uh, well water out in the county. Mm-hmm. Their root beer people complained about their root beer because you can go and get like you get growlers filled you just show up in any size container and they'll fill it and they charge you by the gallon mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome right wow people stop buying it and they stop they people were complaining so they truck in city water city water so that they can keep making the root beer and it's that so it tastes oh, the same god yeah. it's so good but they also make their own ice cream guess what i don't fucking combine the two. ice cream and root beer i just don't like it i mm. never have since i was a little kid and every once in a while like every few years i'll try it just to see because you know your tastes change over the years like now uh i don't I still don't like raw onions but i like i don't have to have onions cooked to where they're almost candy mm-hmm. i can have like sauteed onions i'm starting to kind of dip my toe in the whole mushroom thing which i really have never liked mushrooms so trying to do that are you using the mushrooms that are grown locally here i have i have gotten okay. some of their mushrooms okay. uh but uh, i'm still i I'm, I'm still dipping my toe in there gotcha i'm still doing that your small but, toe yeah small toe little baby toe uh-huh. so uh yeah like i try it and every couple of years i try it like, fuck this is gross this is so nasty I, I i think it's just a combination of the vanilla ice cream and root beer i think that's what it is so it's because I, obviously you like root beer. I love you, root beer. I love like ice cream. Ice cream, but the two together just doesn't. I love my mom, and I love seeing breasts, but I don't want to see my mom's breasts. I do. Like just oh shit! <laughs> Shout out to Sue. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Sorry. My my yeah, friend so, is nasty. I just what, what did what did uh, what's his name say? You see one, you pretty much want to see pretty them much all. you see one, you pretty much want to see them all. That was Ron White, <laughs> and he's right, except for my mom's. So we, like, we were just talking about uh, Mr. White. Mr. Wyatt earlier. God, he's so funny. Yes, we we, we mentioned the he, fact that you know he was known, people liked him and all that, but then that one show came out, probably HBO, whatever that was, mm-hmm. and how many untold millions of dollars came from that I, event? And how much how much money could he have made if he was were able to just market it like Jeff Foxworthy did in the '90s with yes. all the redneck T-shirts and shit? Yeah, but Ron White never did that. No, nope. he never did anything. He could have because it was catchphrase. Because it would have been the tater salad thing. That's what absolutely it would have been. Yeah. been tater salad. Or would the I actually now that I think about it, I kind of want to have somebody make me a T-shirt. That's, like, that's or the, I was thrown into public. That I, would that would be a good one too. I would <laughs> right. I would love a shirt, a T-shirt, maybe even like a uniform shirt that just has my name on it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just said the name says tater, and then where I work is the Flagstaff hair, hair care oh. entire center. Flagstaff, airport, airport, hair care, entire center. <laughs> that that whole bit where he's like, my uh, my my, what did he say? My agent booked me a flight from Flagstaff to Phoenix because he doesn't own a globe. <laughs> <laughs> when he, that's that's what I was going to tell you. In 
the the CD version, yes, yeah, CDs, folks, some folks that listen to podcasts remember CDs. Mm-hmm. CD version of that uh, of uh, of that bit, you know, that was recorded at a different time. And he did the same show, but with the Blue Collar Comedy yes. Tour. Yeah. And that's the one that a lot of people heard. The one that he recorded has that Flagstaff, the Flagstaff reference, because he's in Phoenix. The show was recorded in Phoenix at the, like, Fox Theater, or not Fox mm-hmm. Theater, uh, Marquee Theater, something like that in, in downtown Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So he... He recorded that in Phoenix and and changed that joke to from Flagstaff. Okay, I can't remember how he did it, like on on the show, but it was di- it was di- he didn't say the Flagstaff thing, which kind of bummed me out. But it, I thought it was funny as shit the way he said that. He was like, "Yeah, it was like a pack of gum with wings." And <laughs> the guy the guy in front of me must have had a lot to live for because he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, man, hey, man, do you do do you think we can uh, make it on make it make it on on one, one, one inch?" He goes. Oh, I think we're gonna make it all the way to the scene of the crash. <laughs> Take her down. You can see I was drunk. I don't care. I don't. I, I, I don't like when he's shit. making himself a drink, he has like the glass there, and there's some ice, and he pulls out. But then he goes, "It's a kit. It's a <laughs> kit. <laughs> it's a kit." <laughs> Ron White is a fucking a, a national treasure, dude. And when he's on, Joe but I've heard Rogan, that's iced tea. It's not actually whiskey or bourbon. Uh, or it is now. <laughs> it oh. didn't used to be. He okay. used to be a raging alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's why he's he's so like thin and like and looks younger now than he did 15 years ago. Okay. Because he he he, he didn't stop stop drinking, drinking yeah. but he stopped drinking on stage because if you're on stage four or five nights a week, six nights a week. You're getting drunk four, five, and six nights a week yeah. off of bourbon or, sco- or scotch, I think is what he drinks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he talked about that on Rogan's podcast. He said, yeah, I only drink maybe once a week now, if even that. And he's like, I just feel so much better. You got to wonder about that, though, too, because we discovered early on to not drink hardly at all doing the show. Right. So you kind of wonder if that really affected how like his career arc, because he's been doing stand-up since the 80s, and he didn't right. hit hard until like 2006 or so. so. But I wonder if it was if he was – because he was kind of drinking and it was funny and he was funny as hell. But I wonder if his stuff is better now or actually did help relax right. since it was funnier when he was drinking. I call that the fun, fun Bobby syndrome. Yeah. Do you remember Fun Bobby from Friends? Did you uh, ever get into Friends? Uh, the show Friends? Yeah. yeah. It, uh, it, fun Bobby. I don't, fun yeah, Bobby I was one of this. Monica's boyfriends. Okay. And he was a drunk. And they called him Fun Bobby because he was fun because he was drunk all the time. But he was Fun Bobby when they were like in their like late teens, early 20s because he was like friend from the neighborhood. And then... He came back into Monica's life. They started dating in like their early 30s. And oh, hey, Fun Bobby. I love Fun Bobby. But Fun Bobby gets drunk all day, every day. That's why he's fun. Okay. So then uh, Monica said something to him about it. And, and, you know, have you ever thought maybe you drink too much? And he's like, well, you know, I'm Fun Bobby. That's what I do. And she's like, wow, it's really unhealthy, you know, da da da. So he gets clean Mm -hmm. and sober. And then he's sad, Bobby, all the time, just bums everyone out. And he's just <laughs> like, yeah, so that's what I call this. When, 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 someone, when you think someone's like really fun, really cool and happy, and, it's, and, and they're, it's because they're drunk all the time, then they get, they get sober. And they're like, they're no longer all that fun. That's what I love about Chris Lay. Also, just congrats to that dude. He just hit a year. Did he? Uh, oh, of sobriety. Wow. Yeah, okay. I'm Good so fucking proud of him. Yeah. yeah. And you take so, him flying it. Why don't you take her, her him, and uh, and, and uh, Holly Holly flying yeah because I you know because we've been talking to, anyway yes so yeah he he was one of those I was like oh man I hope you don't get fun Bobby syndrome he goes what's that and I'm like well I remember fun Bobby on Friends he says yeah well he wasn't fun anymore after he stopped drinking he was sad Bobby and nobody wanted to hang out with him Monica broke up with him because he wasn't fun anymore 
She's like, I fell in love with a drunk. What's wrong with me? And and Chris is like, Nah, man, I think I'll be okay. And he is. He's actually a hell of a lot more fun. Is he really? Yeah. Because I haven't really. I mean, because of COVID. Yeah. Know, wah, wah, I haven't really seen him much at yeah. all. Other he's, than when we went flying, he's a fucking. And he blast. was he was a little bit nervous since that was the whole thing. You know, he wasn't drinking then, so yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. I I think it's great. So um, anyway, it's funny. Haha. Speaking of comedians, that <laughs> if you if you meet a comedian, not you, if one meets a comedian, and let's say you're at a place, a bar, or something like that, a lot of people that don't really know expect and want that comedian to right. be funny. Yeah. That's your job. It's what you do. You're a funny man. That's a funny man. <laughs> funny, funny man. Be funny. Be, be more funny. Right. And there's quite often they're not. Right. But there are some, a few that are. So I would, what would you think would be, I think I have one in mind who would probably be, if you were to run into them at a restaurant or a bar, they probably would be kind of on a lot. I think I have uh, this one. Uh, uh, Burt Kreischer, 100%. Yeah, yeah I think that's I've, one. I've heard of people. I've known people that have seen him, yeah. met him in public, and he is funny all the time. Right. He's always just kind of on because he's like, he's just a guy who's like, he married his dream woman. His wife supports him in his in his endeavors. He supports them financially. Da, 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 da. He has kids that he loves that he sees all the time. And they're, he's married. And da, da, da. He's got all these great things. And he gets to make people laugh for a living, which right. he already normally does. So it's not a job to him. So and he's talked about that. But I know, I like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I've met Chappelle twice. Well, he's also kind of he's, funny, too. He's, he's, no, no, no. He's, he's not. The, he's the other. He's, yeah. He's, he's not. It's not like he's super serious. He's nice and, he, and he's kind of hokey right. jokey, but he's not just like boom, boom, boom on it. That's because. It's, part of it is a job and it's a craft and it's an act that you do. It's like right. Tom Hanks isn't always like Jenny because that was a role that he did. You yes. know? So, so one of mine, so I, I think, is uh, David. Uh, God damn it. David Sedaris. No. David Crosby. Nope. David Duke. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. When I think of hilarity, I when think I, of David I think of, Duke. <laughs> when I think of hilarity, I think of the former fucking head K- of the KKK. Grand Dragon Wizardry, wizardry oh guy. Oh, my God. It was the, the fucking head asshole. <laughs> and um, he, you know what he looks like? He looks like someone blew up a leather balloon and then let half the air out and then put it on a skull. That's what he fucking looks like. But, I saw him on, on TV the other day. I was like... It should have said David Duke's corpse speaks. Right. Like, but anyway, I thought you were gonna say uh, uh, David the statue, the the, the sculpture. The Michelangelo's David. David, that one. He's a funny. He's, he's a funny a, guy. The sculpture. Hilarious. That guy. Yeah, he's he's like, Haha, look at my dick. It's at your eye level. <laughs> Check out my towel over my shoulder. My pecs and my dick. Nah, 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 not circumcised. What the fuck, David? He had that show, the late night show. After he would go, that's the guy I'm thinking. Letterman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's run through all the Davids. You're like the late night show? Letterman? No. Because <laughs> you wouldn't forget David Letterman's name because you suck his cock all the time. We're like, David Letterman's a I think he was. Look, he was a college. That, I got it. So, whatever. What the? No, it was a, it was the comedian, the stand-up comedian, and he would go drinking after his show, and uh-huh. it was on the Comedy yeah. Network. David. It's not David. It's Dave Attell. Thank you. That's not why David. I it up, David. God, I had God, it from the beginning. Mind. I just want to fuck with you. I, I, I already knew it two and a half okay, minutes ago. I think he would be if he would be out and he would be kind of one of those. Fu- I think he might be one yeah. of those kind of funny. I agree. Guys. I, but, yeah, uh, he probably would. Be, yeah. Well, although he's sober now, so there, maybe not. There's someone that I know that we both know that lives in this town that was with um, somebody in speaking of Flagstaff. Somebody we know in this town who was with somebody. In Flagstaff. Were they witness protection program? Yeah, we shouldn't talk about him like that. <laughs> sounds really, was it David Letterman? It's very mysterious. <laughs> was no. it David Cross? <laughs> it was. Did they take the David sculpture on tour? It was in a crate. 
<laughs> if you listen real carefully, he starts telling <clears throat> jokes. Oh God! I've been sitting in this position my whole life. He can't. can't like, I can't hey, fucking move. Hey, there's a crack back here. Oh no, <laughs> it's it? not a crack in the marble. <laughs> Hey, David, nice balls. No, okay, so... How white are you, anyway, David? (laughs) (laughs) This sculpture is made out of pure ranch dressing. What's going on here? Is this diet ranch? Is that... (laughs) It's diet ranch is why he's so ripped. (laughs) Yeah, you get it? Because there's no fat. (laughs) Get it. I get it. Uh, Jesus Christ. So, so Mr., uh, Mr. Tater Salad... Our friend from earlier reference yeah. was, was in a show. I think it was in Flagstaff or somewhere in Phoenix. And 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 this person that we both know was with a buddy of his, and they were in a bar. And he, Ron White, shows up, and they didn't really know he was intent, whatever. But he was there, and they're like, "Oh, <coughs> uh, hey man, yeah, you're funny, whatever, tater salad, ha." Huh? And then Ron White just kind of left because I'm not, I'm not, can't do that this. That fucking sucks, right? I feel I never I, would have said that. I would have said, hey, "Hell I, no, I love your work," and I would have tried to buy him a drink. Yeah, absolutely. But not. I, there's yeah. no way I would have wanted. You don't want to chase those people off, right? You know, so they're just, it's not cool. It, yeah. My only, it's funny, I met a celebrity, a celebrity in my own mind. Uh, not, no, he is a celebrity, but in a very specific community. Like, the one person, only one person I've ever told about him was Timmy, and Timmy flipped the fuck out, mm-hmm. is um, uh, Reinhold Messner, the mountain climber. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, told yes. you about this before. Yeah, in Flagstaff. Yeah, I met him probably 15 years ago or so. And he is the mountain climber, or was. He's he's old now. He's probably, he's probably close to 80 now, but he, he probably was, slipped off a cliff and... No, no, he still oh. does climbing. He just doesn't do big, uh, big stuff anymore because yeah. he's old. You know, he still climbs. Nineties now or something, maybe. Uh, I think old? he's. I think he's. I think he's around 80, 75, 80. 80. Okay. Um, Reinhold Messner, folks, if you don't know, is the first was the first person to summit Ever- Mount Everest solo, and then the first person to do it solo without oxygen. Now to get up that high without oxygen takes, and it's an incredible feat. It's damn near fucking deadly, and it did almost kill him. Yeah. But he's just super fucking human, and he's. I I recognized him immediately. I walk into the it used to be called Uptown Billiards. They took the billiards out, and now it's just Uptown Pub House or whatever. Cool joint, great beers, ciders on tap, all that stuff. I walk in and I see him. I see this guy, this grizzled guy there with like black spot on the end of his nose because he's got frostbite. He's lost oh. a couple toes to frostbite, and. Uh, I walk up to the bar, and, and the only spot available at the bar that I could sit was right next to him. So, like, it, it probably looked like I was like, hey, hey, hey man. <laughs> but I really wasn't. I was like, fuck, I think that's Reinhold Messer. So I'm sitting there, and then I heard him talk, and I heard the uh, – he's not uh, – he's uh, Tyrolean, which is, like, uh, a group of people in northern Italy, southern Switzerland. Like, you probably right. met some Tyrolians. Like they I'm sure speak, I drove because I was right in that they, area, driving right, around. They, yeah. they speak Italian and – French and Swiss, which is but basically German, more or less. Right, Swiss, right. Yeah. I, I was told it sounds like snobby German. That's that's a, by someone who spoke German. Anyway, uh, I I heard the accent. I was like, oh shit, that is fucking Reinhold Mester. I was like, let me get a get a cider, you know, and uh, and whatever he's getting. And he's like, I'm I'm not looking to get a date tonight. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what he said out yeah, of the box. Yeah, that's he's funny. like, I'm not looking for a date tonight. I said, no, sir, I just, I admire you. You're the one, one of the most badass climbers of all time, and I've read both of your books, and I'm just, I'm a big fan. And he's like, I cannot believe I come to the United States. I've been here for six weeks on a speaking tour of colleges. No one, no one has recognized me in any place I've gone to so far until now. And I'm like, really? 
uh, sir, you're the greatest climber of all time. Like you're, 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 you're the, the best. Uh-huh. No one will ever top what you've done. That's and people need to true. know who you are. You, yeah. You're an international treasure. Like you, you, you're groundbreaking. And all, not only that, but I told him, I said, I learned some uh, rescue techniques in a, a climbing class that I took, or a climbing like merit badge thing that I did in, in when I was a, a older Boy Scout. That we call it the the Messner, like the the literally like the Messner process, like to to get someone who's stuck on a rope that has too much tension and they're on belay and you can't bring them down. Like the, the, it's called the Messner that you pioneered in the '60s. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, like you have rescue techniques, like, and like not only not only have you done amazing things, but you've done you you help change the sport and make yes. people more safe and probably, and probably save, save lives. And save lives, yeah. And he's just like, wow, I really appreciate it. So we sat, I, I talked to him for probably two hours. I was, my friend was late. I was supposed to meet a friend of mine up there and she didn't show up and I was, oh. I, and he, and he was probably, getting, that was a fortuitous, right? Well, whatever so he, was, she he was getting ready to leave. And, uh, Speak I, at, pick at, at, uh, U of a, I mean, uh, NAU. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he was getting ready to leave right as my friend showed up and I was like, oh, this is, uh, uh, Mr. Reinhold Messner, da da da, and she's like, "Oh, it's nice to meet you, da da da," and, and he's like, hey, "Nice, nice talk, da da da." Shook my hand and patted me on the shoulder, and then left. And it was so cool. And she sat down, and she's like, "Did you make a friend?" And I was like, "No, you just shook hands with the greatest mountain climber of all time, right? Hands down." Summited the uh, the Iger at like nine years old with his dad, mm-hmm. and summited uh, the Mont Blanc when he was like thirteen solo, thirteen years old. Anybody fucking Google Mont Blanc and look at it. It looks like a giant fucking razor blade. Like the Matterhorn, too. The Matterhorn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all of those. All of those. Anyway. But the thing was, is there's a way to approach somebody who's famous that you admire. And there's a way not to. And going like, tater salad. Like, fucking, I wouldn't do that. Right. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Clayton Bigsby. If I saw Dave Chappelle, because he'd (laughs) fucking turn around and walk the other way. Or he'd slap the shit out of me or something. I think though, if I were kind of starstruck and I just and, you know I, I wanted to say something, just but not to be a total jerk, I would at least uh, and then maybe leave if I was it, couldn't stay whatever. Say I just I just really really admire, you've made my life a little bit better. Yeah, or something like that, and then thank Absolutely. you and then walk away yeah. if, if you got to do something else, whatever. But if they say oh have a seat, you know then then it would be okay. But I'm not gonna. Well, these people, even though they're they are famous, and a lot of them can't go out without being known like yeah, the, Chappelle for example yeah you know that's why he lives in, in Yellow Springs it, because yeah. people there they don't call him Dave Chappelle they call him David because he's been he was a little shithead running around like 13 14 years old so no one kind of really messes with him nobody really that. messes with him but they it's know a, him they know who he is yeah, yeah. but like he he um like speaks at city council like the okay. city council meetings and shit like sometimes he's like you <laughs> he's, no, he's, he's a, a rabble yeah. rouser yeah uh for him so I get that, and I get why people like all those celebrities back in the '80s and 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 '90s that moved up to uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, right, just to get the fuck away from people like that, like that. Because I had a friend who moved to Coeur d'Alene when people were still living up there. He moved to Coeur d'Alene in like 2001, I think it was, mm-hmm. and you still had like that Bruce Bruce Willis and Demi Moore were, st- were still together, and they lived up there, and Arnold Schwarzenegger had a house up there, and uh, Patty Duke. Like she lived up there, like and Sean Astin, her son, you know, Sean Astin, all, the white all, people. all those fucking people live. Yeah, well, it's Coeur d'Alene. Yes, it's white supremacists and celebrities. That's there all, and meth addicts. That's all who lives there. Yep. So um, sometimes those are all, all three the same person. <laughs> anyway, but he he said that that the reason why they love going to that town is because it's small. Those people don't treat you any differently, and 
you know, uh, Bruce Willis would come in and just like jam with a blues band in the bar because, you know, he's a hell of a harm- harmonica player. I would love, like I said, that'd be so fucking cool. That's what I want to see. I, w- I want to experience more of that being in small places. Fucking, and, I, 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 would, yeah. I would dig that. I, but I would be the asshole to get a little drunk and Bruce Willis gets up on stage and I'm like, play the theme song to Moonstruck. Like just like <laughs> being a fucking asshole, just a total dick. Because I want <laughs> Bruce Willis to take a fucking swing at me because I yeah. think that would be funny. <laughs> if I were going to get my ass kicked, I want my ass kicked by Mr. Die Hard. Like yes, for real. Absolutely. Anyway. Um, he such, did such a great job in Pulp Fiction, man. That was such a cool fucking... Bruce Willis was... That whole movie, every single part in that movie yes. is good. They all, everybody did a good job. Yep. Like everyone just phenomenal. Even the, the bartender, I can't, I can never, I know that guy's an old, old school, like black exploitation black dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when he's like, Paul, yeah, Paul. Yeah. He's Paul. like, Hey, my name is Paul. This, this is, is between y'all. <laughs> yeah. Like he just fucking <laughs> Jules Winfield. Like I just like, even he's funny. Yep. The drug dealer guy, uh, uh, whatever the fuck fucking not marsalis no the drug dealer no the, the, the oh. where, where, where he oh uh, oh the red-haired dude yeah the, yeah uh, uh eric uh fucking who's always in a robe only yeah he's always wearing a robe <laughs> eating cereal <laughs> right <laughs> what uh fuck, what the fuck is his I name his name eric uh it'll come to me but yeah. uh and then like rosanna arquette yes that's his his wife yep the uh the girl even the he's like the the one she the one with all the shit in her face he's like no that's Jody that's, that's my, my wife, wife. <laughs> yeah like the, it's shit it's just fucking everything every single role in that movie has a purpose has lines of dialogue that are perfect for it and it was incredibly well executed it's just, and I just uh, love it one of my father's favorite movies Pulp Fiction if it ever wasn't on he just was it weird watching the fuck the like the the anal rape scene I'm not sure I watched your that dad? movie with him. I mean, I know he, he loved that movie, but I'm not sure. He also loved Avatar, and he, it was one of the first movies he's seen. Wow. Uh, he, he saw it in, like, 3D, and this is, when, this is when he was starting to get sick. Yeah. So he couldn't really go do some stuff, but he, he loved uh, it was a 3D theater nearby, and that was one of the better ones. He said it was in 3D. Was, that was, that was still to this day the best movie I've ever seen in 3D, and I've seen okay. a handful of, like— I did like Finding Nemo in 3D. I thought that they did that incredibly well. I took mm-hmm. Portia. I took that was the first movie Portia and I saw the first time I ever took her to the in theater. 3D? She was no, no. Oh. When she was three years old, 2003 or four. Yeah, four. Maybe she's four years old. She barely remembers it, but that's always been our thing. It was a Finding Nemo thing. Like okay. love, love Finding Nemo. So when they re they re released it in uh, and did 3D, it was really good. Like they, it, it was on the level, same level as Avatar. So that's there's certain ways to do it properly, and that's like Avatar did it properly. Definitely there's, there's did ways it properly. They can cheat with computer and later on it, post do it, and it's not right. But but you have to film it properly. That's yeah. that's the thing. You can't just do a post shit. It, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's it's gimmicky and lame at best. But what's funny is the 3D stuff. It kind of came and went again. I've done that a couple different times. Yeah. You know, over the over the years of theatry. Theatry. I I need to see the the next Avatar movies because it's been way too fucking long. It's been realize it's been eleven years since the last Avatar. Wait, you you're out. saying it hasn't come out? It hasn't come out yet. The new Avatar? No. Right. So what are you saying? I can't wait to see it. Oh, it's it's the, a real it's, thing. It's, it's a real. No, they've been they're filmed. They're done filming. Oh. The next two or I think two two or three they filmed back to back. It took them 18 months to fill. It was like a Lord of the Rings kind of filming right. schedule. Now, were they going to have it? Uh, was it COVID a thing? Or they're just kind of still kind of waiting for the right time anyway to bring it uh, up? That's not done in post. Oh, they're, they're, they're still, they're, working, they're still working on it. Yeah. The budget's that's, probably... That's a less. Like when they were making fun of Howard Hughes for the uh, for his movie... Uh, Hell's Angels. Hell's Angels. They said, 
how much more money are they going to spend? It'll cost as much as the real war. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they're doing these promo films Yeah, and the stuff. old ni- 1930s. <laughs> the same like, guy's voice or whatever, they, the way they would pr- do things. It's yeah. so annoying. <laughs> it's, it is. But it puts you right at that 1920s, whatever, 30s. You, you absolutely <laughs> know what you're listening. You, yes. When you hear that voice, you're like, yep, this takes place in like 19, from 1930 to about 1950. That's how yep. people talked. Come on, Mr. Hughes. Mr. When are you going to release this film? Film. <laughs> it's going to cost as much as the real wall. <laughs> it's it, it's it's that continental accent that you don't know where they're from. Yeah, it's, it's like, so yeah, what is this? Fucking... It was created by some asshat or something initially, and then hey, that sounds good. We'll do that. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> anyway, are we, we done? I hope we're done. Let's start right, drinking. Let's, let's get. We're gonna go day drink, folks. You have a great week. We love you. Bye. Thank you.